such, um, we can turn me down just a little bit. <laughs> um, it's such a fantastic day at church. We're so excited you guys are here. Um, we have Baptism Sunday, so there's no kids' life, which means we get all the kids, all the families. Um, and just to orient you guys a little bit for today, um, today's a Vision Sunday for us. So Josh is going to walk through with the history of CLC, where we're moving forward as a church. Um, we'll have a chance to talk about what baptism is, why we baptize, and then we have two young men that have chosen to dedicate their life to Jesus, so we'll be doing their baptism this morning. Um, and afterwards, stay with us. We have cake. So at CLC, we do donuts and cake. That's how healthy we are. So um, stay after, join us for the party, um, and we are so grateful that you're here this morning. So with that, um, let me just go ahead and pray, and we'll get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for a chance to gather um, and to seek you and to understand more about you and your vision for the local church and your vision for our lives as members of the local church. We pray for Josh that you would anoint him with your words and that you would give him um, power to proclaim what you have for us today. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask all this in your name. Amen. Well, uh, you might need to scoot in a little bit here um, as I'm looking around, and you might need some more chairs, too, if you want to maybe work on that. Um, my name is Josh. Um, I'm the lead pastor here at Colorado Life Church, and I've heard uh, there's, there's a phrase that confession is good for the soul, so I'm going to start with confession this morning, actually, and, and just tell you guys a little bit about me and my history, how we got to this place here, and I'm going to begin it with a confession that... I used to be a jerk. Um, that, that's a true statement. Um, if, you're, if you didn't grow up going to church, like if that was not your scene, you would have definitely thought I was a jerk. For those of you inside the church, maybe you would have thought I was a jerk, but those of you outside the church, I was a jerk. I was that judgmental Christian growing up. I was the one that like didn't really understand people outside the church. Um, you know, I, I used to judge people, those who were outside of the church. Uh, I didn't understand why people didn't go to church. And not only did I not understand why people didn't go to church, I didn't really care why they didn't go to church. I was just like, they're over there, I'm over here. And I was pretty judgmental as a Christian. Um, and then something happened. It changed over, it wasn't overnight, it wasn't in a blink of an eye, but over time, something happened in my heart where I began to listen to people. I, I began to, to talk to people who were not like me, people who were, didn't go to church, and I started, instead of judging, I just started listening to their story as to why they didn't go to church, and it wasn't for the reasons that I thought. It was for different reasons, and, and I started um, reading different things, and reading stories of people who had left the church. I, I started reading stories of people that had just like, that were on the outside of the church looking into church and like, I just don't get it. And I, once I started reading and listening and hearing these stories, I started to realize something started happening inside my brain where I was like, interesting, if I had that story, would I go to church? You know? If I had had that bad church experience where that you know that that thing happened to my mom would I go to church 
you know, if, if my grandmother, like, forced me to do all of this and pushed me in this direction, would I go to church? And those questions kind of just started hanging with me a little bit. And another thing I started doing in that period is I, I started praying. Uh, well, no, before praying. I also started reading the New Testament in a different light. I'd read the, the New Testament, which is basically from the life of Jesus forward. I started reading the New Testament in a new way. And I started to see that, the, the, I started to see Jesus in a new light because of these, these different interactions, the, the listening, the, the, the relationships that I built with people outside the church. I started to realize, I started to see in the New Testament that people who were nothing like Jesus really liked Jesus. And I saw that for the first time with new light, like a new lens. I was like, people who were nothing like Jesus, like Jesus, and Jesus seemed to really like them. He seemed to be really drawn to them as they were drawn. It was like two magnets coming together. And I started to change uh, my perspective. And then I started to pray, Lord, give me your perspective for people. Just people, all people, people inside the church, people outside the church, and that kind of thing. And, and you know, you know those those three D kids. You know those three D things where you stare at them, and you kind of cross your eyes, and then like a image pops out. You, it's like all blurry. It's all these like patterns, and you can't see it. And then also you can. Do they even have those anymore? What are those things called? They're big in the nineties. Magic eyes. Thank you. Do they have those anymore? Okay, let's try another one in case those are gone. Do you see one of those things like it's all, it just looks like a pile of squiggly lines. And then you look at it just right and then an old woman pops up. And then you look at it in like a different light and then a young lady pops up. You know that, those drawings? It was kind of like that for me. It came to a point where I couldn't unsee the people around me the way that God saw them. And it ruined me. And I was working for a church and I started looking at church differently and I just I just couldn't I couldn't not see uh, when I was at church I couldn't not see the person on the back row with their arms crossed like this that was just watching the, their watch dying to get you know just dart out at the at the end of service I couldn't help but think what are they thinking about what is their perspective is this meaningful to them does this make even make sense to them I couldn't stop thinking about the person who had meet over and over. It was like I was having this conversation once a week here in Evergreen where people would say, the church is my mountains. You know, like, oh, you work at a church? Well, I have a church too. The church is my mountains. The, the mount what am I saying? The mountains are my church. You understand what I'm saying. The mountains are my church. The mount you know, like, and they were talking about this, this connection that they, they have with God through nature. And man, holy smokes, did I, like, I'm, like, I'm right there with you. But I, a part of me is like, yeah, that's cool. But when you come in here, there's so much more. What if you could have that and this, you know? I just couldn't shake those conversations. I couldn't shake those conversations about, um, you know, like, again, just that idea of people having a, 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 bad con a bad experience in church. And what would I do if that was my story? Would I be any different? And this thinking... These ideas, this, this, this perspective just began to like sink into my soul and I couldn't shake it. I couldn't ignore it. And I felt like something needed to be done about it. And so I did something extremely responsible. I totally quit my job. <laughs> I just 
I was working at a church, and I just quit. I was like, I, I, I don't know why. I, oh, I know why, but I don't really know why. I don't know the details of why, but I need to be done. And people looked at me, and, and my dad, like my dad, dad, like any good father was like, you did what? <laughs> you know, like, are you sure? No, I'm not sure, dad, but I did it. It's done. I quit. And I, all I knew at that time, this is all that Chrissy and I knew at the time, is that we wanted to be, because when I quit, people are like, oh, are you, um, so this is like right around the time I, I finished seminary too. And so um, these little old ladies from our church would come up, and I, when I quit, she's like, they're like, are you going to become a real pastor now? And it's like, I, I, so they meant that the, it's good heart, but it's like, you know, you know, like, no, I've been a youth pastor. No, yes, I'm going to become a real pastor now. You know, like, are you going to go take a church down the hill? No, we're staying in Evergreen. Oh, you're going to go work for Young Life because I was doing a lot of stuff with Young Life at the time. N yeah, I mean, kind of, but that's not a forever thing. And and what Christy and I found ourselves saying is all we, what we could say was all we know is we want to be part of a church that's built from the ground up with people who don't go to church in mind. I remember it literally those that phrase that I just said word for word, came out of, like, it just came out of me in that building right there in King Supers one day when somebody was like, wait, what's going on? Where are you going? And I just, it was like, it just blurted out of me, and I, I hung on to it. I just know I want to be part of a church that's built from the ground up with the, with people who don't go to church in mind. And it made for awkward conversations for like a year, because I didn't have a job. I was working with Young Life. I was volunteering full-time with Young Life. And people would be like, Josh, what are you up to? Like, because people want to know, what are you up to? And I'm like, just living the dream. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it was so bad. I was a church, I was a pastor without a church. Guys, literally, I spent a, a year and a half hanging out in parking lots. You remember this. Hey, you remember this. Um, I spent, because uh, I, I, I didn't know what was next, if it was a church startup if it was a church satellite of some kind church is churches in the metro area of denver that were thinking about coming up here a, a church in town I, I don't know so i was just hanging out in parking lots and i like this looked like a good building that a church could be in i just prayed it was an awkward time there was a time it was also exciting we went to about 25 different churches our kids hated us by the end of the year like where are we going we're like i don't know it's over here like uh you know Another check-in process at a church, you know. It was a year of asking people questions, church leaders. Who, what are you guys doing? Uh, can we be a part? Can we come crash? Can we? And then finally, it became really clear in summer of 2014. I won't tell this whole story because it's a, it's a long story, but it means so much to me. There just became this moment in time where it became so clear to me I got, I was in this conference and this exercise where I, I was writing, they asked people to write down the names of the people that you know that don't go to church. And my hand was just flying with all of these people that didn't even, they, they didn't go to church and they don't, they didn't know what they were missing. And no matter what I said, or it, like it, if I could even get in a conversation about it, like, so there was no way to get it across to them. And, I, and it was like, we need a church. 
to people where people who don't go to church can come and it can be meaningful to them. That, and it was like God was saying in that moment, I went home that night and I just cried with Christy and I said, not us who. It's not us who. And that's when the idea of this church was born that day. And it took months to parse it out what that meant. It took a while to figure out who would come with us. And some of them are here today. And we, we made this team of people that gave so much to, to make it go. And I'm not going to go through like the month and then, and then in February of 2016 and then in March. But like we've seen some really cool things over those, those, those periods of time. We started in this place called The Castle, just a couple blocks away. It was this big, we thought it was great. Everybody else thought it was a hole. The building looked like a castle. Like you walked into it and it had this spiral staircase that looked like a Cinderella could dump, come down at any moment. But then you went down to our church and it was like the dungeon of the castle. It was cheap and we could afford it. And then somebody looked in the windows of this place and it was tr nothing like this. It was trash. And literally she took me, or Tara took me there the first time. I was like, that'll never work. And here we are like however many years later. And we moved here and we're here for a while. And then a, a, a year went by and, and we got a chance to, to renovate this place. And some of you guys gave really a, a lot sacrificially towards that. And we made it look like this and made kids' life areas and Along the way, in this horse trough, we baptized people like Luke Westcott, Luke Westcott and Jake the drummer and my daughter and, and just people like we just got to see people coming to Christ that, that, that had been disengaged from church. We, we, we had men and women who had, had not gone to church for 10 or 15 years, like come back to church and then start leading with us. So beautiful. So many great stories. Um. And then here we are today, baptizing more with you here. And we're excited to share as a leadership team where we want to go as a church. But, but all of this, I just need to level set with you, the whole purpose of this church from day one. It's, it, it, the awkwardness continued because it was like, okay, we're going to start a church for who? For, for people who don't go to church. Well, what about people who want to come to church? Yes, it's for them, <laughs> but it's also not. And people are like, so you want me to come to a church that's not for me? Yes, but no. And we entered into this dilemma from day one. That we've, we've had this tension, and we've, we've had this phrase among, around here that, that goes like this. It's a tension to manage, not a problem to fix. That when it comes to church, the church is co constantly caught in this tension. And it's the, this is it. It's a tension that, yes, when you come to church, it is something that is supposed to be for you. You get poured into you. I, I, like my prayer, literally, I've, I've prayed for you guys all week in preparation for today. And I prayed, like, like, like Carol and I prayed for you all week. And we were meeting this week, and it's like, what do we want for these people? We want them to come out of this time together and have this feeling like, this is a church that's for me. This is where I belong. This is a place where I can grow. So that's on one side. And then on the other side, I want to take each of you and just kick you in the butt out into your community to reach people who don't go to church. I just want, I just want to shake up your, your reality and just push you. And, and just like be a prophet and be like, go get your neighbors. 
You see how it's like two-sided things? I want something for you, and I want something from you. But I, don't, I, I think that's actually kind of biblical. I think we can find, you go open up Scripture, and you see God talking to Moses, right? If you're not familiar with the story, Moses is like 80 years old. He's washed up. He's done. I mean, in his mind, he is done. And God shows up to him in this burning bush. And at first, it looks like this is a good, this is good for you. And it is good for you, Moses. These are things, I want some things for you. I want you to know you're not a wash-up. I, there, I have a plan for your life. There's a purpose for your life beyond these last 80 years. Can you imagine how refreshing that must have been to Moses? I'm going to redeem your story. There's, there's guilt. There's murder in your past. We're going to go face that and redeem it. And you're going to be clean and pure at the end. Oh, and by the way, you are going to be my tool to bring my nation, Israel, out of Egypt and out of slavery. And it's going to be hard work. I'm going to, I'm going to work you like a rented mule, <laughs> Moses, to make what I want to make happen. And that's all over Scripture. Christine, I was just talking about it last night. Like, like this, 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 this idea of wanting something for you and it's something from you. It's, it's, some, uh, it's something where you get to receive and a place to give. She's like, honestly, any good relationship is like that. Think about this. Every good relationship you've ever had, you both gave and received. Now, if you're a parent and you have kids like that are like this tall or sh shorter, you, it's a lot more giving right now than receiving. It's just, you know, it, it get, you get, there's, there's more giving coming. But every good relationship, dating relationships, when you're in love, it's, it's something you, you, you're part of you. It's like, man, she makes me feel great when I'm with her. You know, like when I'm with her, like I feel warm and fuzzy and my tongue swells up. Like uh, I'm going to pursue that feeling, right? Because I want, like that, that's a great thing to have, right? But at the same time, when you go to pursue him or pursue her, right? You give. For some of us, when we fell in love, we started, I, I know for me, my mom was probably like, what the heck, this woman gets all of his attention. Like, I never get any, you know, like, it's, I started to give because that's what love is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place where you, you give, you receive, and you give. I'm here to tell you today that, that church, whatever you think of church, whether you've gone to church your whole life or, or you're new to church or you're coming back to church, Church is the same. It's a place to come and receive, a place to come and be fed and lifted up to feel God's goodness. And you and I were just talking about this a couple weeks ago, about how we feel at the end of church. That we just feel, we feel centered, we feel ready, we feel focused on what we need to. That's a gift, right? That's us receiving. A place to belong and be accepted. And it's also a place to come and to give. To love, like, like as Jesus says, to love God and your neighbor as yourself. Sacrificial love. To meet each other's needs. To come in, to, to come in and, and, and pray. Like on the way, a good way to come to church is, is as you're coming. Like, Lord, I, I'm coming to receive. But Lord, give me eyes to see what my brothers and sisters might in, in this room might need. It's a place to, to enact justice and mercy. Hashtag sh scatter church. That's why we do these service projects and, and partner with these organizations. That's what church should be. And it's a church, to, it's a place to go out and proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. 
And this is made evident in the attitude of the early church. If you've read the, the book of Acts, they didn't just ask, what am I getting out of this? Am I being fed when they went to church? They were being fed. They were getting so much out of it that they are also asking, what gifts and resources can I leverage for this family, for this group of people that I love? Am I counting my brothers and sisters as more significant than myself? You see this attitude in the early church. You see service, not consumption. You see a household, not like a marketplace environment. It's beautiful. And if you've read it, if you've read the book of Acts, if you've never read, read the book of Acts, you need to. It goes Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are, those are all the, the books that are about, center on the life of Christ. And the book of Acts is, is, okay, so the book of Acts is not Acts. I used to think it's like Acts, and I was a little bit disappointed. But it's still cool. It, it's, it's the actions or acts or actions of the apostles, the first believers of Christ, as they went out and proclaimed the message of the kingdom. And it's beautiful. And as you're reading it, it's like one of those, it's like one of, it's like, it's like, it's like the Marvel movies where you see that camaraderie of them doing mighty things together. And you'd be like, I would be a part of that. I'd like to do that. That's the kind of same kind of thing we see in the book of Acts. And I'm telling you guys, when the church is the church, it feels like that. It feels like a place where you can belong and be poured into. And it's a place where you can come and pour out. And so as we're, we're leading and as we're thinking about where we're going, as a leadership team, we're, we're talking about this tension. And we think it's a tension to manage but not a problem to fix. Because here's the thing. The, the churches have, the older the church is, this happens all the time, the older and more established a church is, the greater the gravitational pull inward. It's like everything in our universe or everything in our solar system. The bigger it gets, the more gravity it has, and the more internal it, 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 it pulls in. I was reading about how, like, the solar system came to be this week, and, like, how the sun became the sun, and how the planets became the planets. And it was like this giant, like, uh, uh, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm going to go with it for a second. It was like this giant, like, um, um, what's it called? Arm, arm wrestling match, like, who can get the most? And the bigger the body, the more gravity it had. And if we're not careful as a church, the, the, the bigger we get, the more gravitational pull inward. And the more it will be like about our kids and about our discipleship and about our learning and about our, uh, our edification. And we can't lose sight of the fact that God is also asking us to pour out of, you know, like you've been blessed because, you know, Abraham, you are blessed so that you can be a blessing. I'm pouring into you, local church, so that you can pour out. And so, as we think about this year, um, it's a year of foundations. 2023 is for us, is, that's the word that just our leadership team keeps coming back to, is like we want to build certain foundations. We want to, uh, first we want to build community amongst us. I'll talk about that more in a second. We want to build teams we're going to give you chances to join. Today and next week, we're going to give you chances to join a team. And we want to build our resources. We want to build our, 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 our payroll. We want to build our, our financials so that we can pour out on our, our community and, and, do, and do the things. So, so here's what we're going to ask of you today. Man, this sermon's almost done. Can you believe this? Like, this is my last page. And then we're going to talk about baptism and baptize a couple guys and be great. But uh, put that slide up. This is what we're asking of you today. 
to pray, prayerfully consider. And, and honestly, guys, this is, like, I realize this is, um, this, is, this is for you. If you call CLC your home, we really want to consider, we want you to really prayerfully consider these things. If you're from out of town or this isn't your church, I mean, you can give, you can, you can pray for us, you can, you can get involved, like, of course, but this is not for you necessarily. First, we want you to give, and honestly, I want to start by just saying thank you to everybody in here that has given. Many of you have given so sacrificially over the years, and that just mm, means a lot to me personally, and I want to thank you for that. Here, here's another thing. I'm just a blubbering fool today, but I really um, need you guys to know this because I know that this is it's weird for a pastor to ask for money, but I want you guys to know, many of you know this, I don't take a salary, I donate all my salary back, and we've done that for years now. Um, it's something we're able to do and something we're, we're glad to do. And so when I ask you to give to us, it's, it's really to us, it's not to me, it's not to Chrissy and I, um, the Lord's blessed us with what we need. Um, and so when you give, like, that's why I'm bold in asking you, give, this is worth giving to we believe in it, and, and we give a lot to it. We ask you to give uh, to it as well. Um, you can really, honestly, what we're looking for with, with giving right now is if you can give on a monthly basis, even if it's just a small amount, that helps us build the books for what um, we can do um, and make plans for the future. Right now, uh, the, the reason I ask you to give, and I really I don't have a problem asking you to give, is because our, our vision for the future is outpacing our resources. There are so many things we want to do to bless people in this community and, 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 and build things here that are going to bless people. That it's, I, I have no problem asking you. Like, like, I believe in what we're doing, and so I have no problem asking you to give. So that's one of the ways you can get involved. And the next one is to serve. Um, can you hand out those things, Chris? Uh, we've got uh, – these are ways – grab one or two of these per family. I don't think we have one for everybody. But kids, don't the kids. This is for you as well, students. There's ways to get involved with CLC, um, and and that's that's outlined there. Um, actually, I need one too. I lost mine. Thanks, Ray. So there's there's several different teams you can get involved. And this woman right here, Carol, who's handing it out, talk to her, talk to me. You can talk to Christy at the end of the service. And we're looking, uh, we have sign-up sheets of ways you can get involved. And that, if you sign up for that, that means, hey, I'm interested. It's not like, hey, see you next Sunday at 7.30 a.m. You know, it's like, it'll be, you know, we'll, we'll give you some, uh, we'll, we'll contact you about some possibilities. But we have a team called an outreach team, which is, um, you know, social media, uh, organizing community events. Students, you're welcome there. Maintaining a website. There's lots of ways to get involved there. Um, and again, if you sign up, you don't, you're not doing each of these. You're, you're, like, you're like, hey, I don't know anything about web development. That's fine. You can help us do some event planning or whatever. Um, connect team, Chris Donna. Where's, where's my mom? Hey, I, I just want to give a shout out. Like, like, there's a couple people here that are here every Sunday. Earlier, like, you might still be in bed, okay? Um, Chris Donoff and Trevor Spate, um, and, and so th if you want to get involved in putting out signs, uh, cleaning, you know, just even arri arriving 30 minutes before church to pray, again, students are welcome there. Um, let's actually skip down to tech team quick, flip that over. Everybody uh, give a round of applause to Trevor Spate. He's been our, he's been our mainstay, uh, our, our, our biggest mainstay volunteer in the last couple of years. Um, I just, I don't even have to call him, I don't, he just shows up, he's here. 
Um, he's actually moving to Fort Collins uh, in a couple of months. So we're filling that gap. Rebecca Hargis is going to help fill that gap. And we want, but it's going to take more than one person to fill his role because he does so much. Um, so please, if, if you're interested in, um, you know, once a month, just kind of working the dials, you know, students want to learn about this kind of stuff. And actually, there's a lot going on tech-wise, editing-wise, video-wise that this cool to learn about. And then, of course, Scatter Team. Scatter, Scatter Church is where we uh, take church outside. Once a month, we're, we're committed as a church as much as we can to go the last Sunday of every month and just go serve our community. Um, again, not just, to, you know, like church is not a place to just be poured into. It's, we, that's us, you know, putting it on the calendar. Today, we're going to pour out. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. And so if you want to be part of scattered the scatter team there's some great ways to get involved in that that's all i'm going to say about that you can look at that uh, you can ask questions afterwards but you can serve with us and and, and i just also want to put another um just kind of another vision to that service I, I want us to um not we're not just going out there to serve i, I want us to become a church that serves each other that ser serves one another and I think it could be so beautiful. One of the things we want to grow in, we've done this a little bit in the past, but we want to grow in this it, with Scatter Church this year. If you have a need in your house, in your, in, in your like, property or whatever, like we would love to. I mean, of course we'd love to. If you see your neighbor in need, we'd love to serve them. But if you yourself have a need, please make it known to us. And, and as a church, we would love to go and serve you. Uh, we'll always be kind of, wanting to serve our, our nonprofits and our neighbors and people outside of our church. That's the thrust of it. But we want to love each other so well. We want you to know that we've got your, you, we've got your back and we're with you. Um, and that's what the church should be doing. And then lastly, we want you to connect. And, and as a team, we're going to be putting a, a, a bunch of um, events together uh, that we, you can get together and get to know each other. We'll always have donuts and coffee and play. This is always a place we can hang out on Sundays. But we will... Our goal, the win, as, as we're talking as a team, is people, like, we just hear about people on a Wednesday night having dinner together. Uh, people caring for one another that we, we, we didn't even know about. And I want to push you guys on this a little bit. Um, if you've been attending CLC for three, six months or more, and you don't have somebody else's phone number in this room, that you didn't come here already with, like you already knew them, you had them. If you don't know, if you don't have somebody else's phone number, you're doing church wrong. Okay, let me rephrase that because that's kind of harsh. Let me put it more in a positive note. Like if you haven't exchanged phone numbers with somebody, you're missing out. You're sitting on a gold mine. You, you're, you're like, this is a place where you can get to know people. I mean, this is a small room, and, and, and we're small now. Let's take advantage of it. We might not always be this size. Let's, let's be a church that knows each other, knows each other's needs. And, and uh, like, I know the introverts in here are just like, you're like, whatever you think I'm painting, I'm not painting that. That's not what I'm saying. But make sure that you're connecting with people. We're going to do different things and different events, but we can't put phone numbers into your phone. Only you can do that. Only you can introduce yourself to somebody like that. That's up to you. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll put as many 
possibilities and, and, and chances for that. But our, our goal and our dream is that we're a connected body of people. So that's it. We want you to give. We want you to serve. And we want you to get, to, you to, get a, to know each other well. And we'll be basically what we've decided this year is we're going to be kind of putting our, um, our efforts towards that, towards reaching our community, connecting. We're going to do some things with worship, that kind of stuff. Um, but in closing, I just... I just want you guys to imagine, and again, even if you're not from this church, and even like you're not sure what you think about church, just imagine a group of people, a place where you belong, a place where you can come and both be fed and poured into and, pour, and be used and pour out. Imagine a place where, where your kids can come. And they get something out of, like, that's, like, we talk about this a lot. Like, there's a lot of, look around, like, half of the, like, we're overrun with kids. Kids, just so you know, you could revolt and take over this place right now. <laughs> Don't, but you could. We love that. We want, like, like it, you know the old, ad, I'm, a, I'm a youth pastor, and you know the old adage, like, you take the youth pastor out of the church, but you can't take the youth out of the pastor or something like Isn't that how it goes? Something like that? I don't know, but we will always... I will always do church in a way that is hopefully meaningful to the next generation. Uh, Young Life is, is such a huge part of, of this place for us, and, and we love hosting them here. Um, but it, imagine a place where our kids love to come to church, where kids' life is, is just a place where, like, uh, one of my favorite things is every Sunday morning is watching your kids just, like, they're doing the 100-meter dash down this runway to get to kids' life. We love that. Imagine a place where um, we, we can serve our neighbors. Imagine doing scatter church in such a way that we, we literally, that's our bigger Sundays, our biggest Sundays of the year, our Sundays where we, you can invite your, your friends and your neighbors who maybe would never set foot in a church, normal church service, but imagine if they would be like, I'll come serve with you. And, and guys, just so you know, that is the case. It's unbelievable how open people are to serving with the church. Imagine what this room could look like if we, we pulled, set the, the chairs aside and filled it up with people to go serve our community. That's where we want to go. Uh, we want to go. We have this thing called that we're t- tossing around called CLC University. And I don't want to say too much about it because it's, it's far off. But I did want to put this like kind of seed in your brain of like imagine a place where on a, like a Wednesday night we have these short kind of four-week uh, you guys are really, really, it's really hard for you to sign up for long-term stuff. So we're like, it'd be like a four-week thing, four-week commitment. Once a week you come here and there's, and in that room there's a, a thing on prayer and then that room is like a seminary professor teaching deep theology or, you know, the introduction to the New Testament. And then over here is a room of, of we have a class that we want to call worldviews. That's for people who they are not even sure what they believe. They're not even sure if they're a Christian, but we, we just present as best as we know how the different worldviews and different ways of looking at God so that people can have a conversation. And the idea behind that would be is that some conversation on spiritual things is way better than no conversation. And that was happening here all at the same time. Imagine a place where that was happening. Imagine a church that creates space for people who are far from God to come in and they can sit in the back row and be like, I'm not sure if I believe this. I'm a little bit nervous. But at the end, they say, I'm glad I came. I felt known and understood even though I might not believe what they believe. Imagine if we could build that. 
Imagine the impact we could have and imagine what we imagine who we might be baptizing in that horse trough in the years to come. Come with us. Stick with us. It, thanks for giving for those of you who are giving. If you can give more, give more. If you can't, just just come. Just be a part of what we're doing. Um, and let's just see what the Lord does as we put the bottom rungs on the ladder for those who are open to connecting with God. Let's say a prayer, and then we'll talk about baptism. God, thanks for this room. Thanks for the things that, that have happened here. Thanks for the things that will happen here in the future. We, uh, my prayer for us today is, is that we would just kind of step forward and say, we are with you, Lord. We want to be part of your work. And we know that you want something for us, that, that, that you, you, you want something for us. It's so clear you want something for us because of the cross, because of your son and your love that you've shown for us on the cross. And we also, as people, we recognize that you are, are a God that says to, to pick up our cross and to follow you. And so I, I pray that we would follow you. We would be a church that follows you. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for this time. Thank you for these young men that have, have um, expressed that they want to be baptized and, and, and give their lives to you. We thank you for all of these things. Amen. Um, because we want to be the church that puts the bottom rungs on the ladder, we didn't want to just baptize without explaining it. So um, for some of us, we grew up in baptism in, in the area, in, um, in traditions that baptize in different ways. And this is, so this is just the way that we do it. Um, baptism is, is a symbol. It's, it's a chance for us when we choose to get baptized to show what we believe, that we believe. Uh, it was a symbol kind of like a wedding ring. It's like an external symbol of what's going on inside. Um, it's, it's a symbol of being clean, of dying to self, being alive in Christ. And um, we believe in our tradition that, that baptism happens after we've been saved, after we've received salvation, which is a little bit different from different traditions. But after you've trusted Jesus and you can express that, um, and you'll see these young men, they express it really well in this video this morning. It's really fun. Um, and so that's what we were waiting for, uh, to be, you know, like any, anybody who wants to be baptized, kids, if you want to be baptized, that's what we're going to ask is like, hey, can you express your faith? Uh, adults, it's the same for you. If you want to be baptized, if you could express your faith that you trust in Jesus Christ, uh, we would love to baptize you. Um, it's our way of saying, baptism is our way of saying my life, my hope, my trust is in the Lord. Um, Romans 6, 3 and 4 says this. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were there bar therefore buried with him through his baptism. You'll see that as they go down in the water. It's, it's a symbol of them being buried with Christ. In order that just as, as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have new life. And so there's a lot of symbolism. And it's a, um, it's, it's a very sacred thing to us. And I wanted to say, um, it's a very sacred thing to us, even though it's happening in a horse trough. <laughs> and and the, the reason we're comfortable doing that is, is the, the scriptures are, over and over in scriptures, you see common things being used for sacred purposes all the time. Especially in the life of Christ. 
Jesus died on a cross, which is like the most sacred of symbols to us as Christians now. And that was a criminal's death, right? Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River. He wasn't baptized in the church or the synagogue. He was baptized in the outdoors, which is how we do most of our baptisms. It's February, so polar plunge or baptism, we chose baptism. Um, but he was baptized in the Jordan River where people got their drinking water, where people did their laundry, where people did other things as well, probably. Um, God uses the vile and the simple things for sacred purposes. Jesus was born in a manger, and so we baptize people in horse troughs, right? We feel comfortable doing that. And it's, it's something that's, that, that thing's a pretty sacred thing to us. Of, of what's happened there. Um, so, yeah, we, all, we, ha- we have friends and families and neighbors who were baptized here, so that this is what we do, and this is how we do it. So, without further ado, um, this is a video of, of Landon and Titus 